Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast type streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO Max, whatever. Uh, yada, 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 as I said. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Batcher. How are you two been this week? Uh, so far, pretty good. Maya? I'm angry. I'm angry at a lot of things. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get into why I'm angry, but I mean, I'm good, but I'm angry. How are you, Greg? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, my uh, my dad's you know looking better, doing better. He's not as uh, he's not struggling as much as he was. Uh, That's great news. Yeah, he's looking on the up and up, which is what I want. I mean, he'll never be like hundred percent because of other medical issues, but the current one that I had to rush him to the ER for is it's 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 getting better. So. Stress levels are a little bit down, which is awesome. Hell um, yeah. Well, we're glad to hear that he is improving and on the mend. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I will talk about something here in a second that I want to kind of get into because it's, uh, it's a fun story. But I um, want everyone to understand that we are not going to be reviewing the, the, the individual episodes up until the finale of Why the Last Man. Because... For the stupidest fucking reasons, FX has decided to cancel the series. Uh, we here at All Queued Up are very unhappy about this news because, A, we were really enjoying the show, regardless of how much I paid attention. Um, and uh, it seemed people in general enjoyed the show. So it makes very little sense as to why they're canceling it until this morning. Roughly a minute before we started recording. <laughs> Maya, would you like to get into this garbage? Yeah, I was. Uh, I pulled up an episode or episode, an article on the Hollywood Reporter, and the long story short is the show was picked up six years ago for development, and stars were attached to it as far back as twenty eighteen. Uh. Well, showrunners were hired in 2016. Uh, stars were attached to it, you know, the following year. Um, recasts happened. And then the pandemic happened and delays and delay after delay. And the production finally started in October of last year. Um, they had to change showrunners. Basically, they're... <clears throat> Budget per episode was $8.5 million. They managed to come in under budget on every single episode. So it cost them less than $85 million to make season one. October 15th was the deadline to make a decision to carry on with the second season or not. Because of delays, they had to offer contract options to several of the actors. 
they declined to pay $3 million to further extend these contract options. Three measly fucking million dollars, which is nothing to a network like this. Show canceled over $3 million to get out of paying a little bit extra for shit that was beyond anybody's fucking control with a pandemic. I mean, what the ever-loving mother blue fuck? One of the most hotly like desired shows amongst comic book readers for fucking years. Like the first piece of news that I remember hearing about why the last man becoming either a movie series or a TV series was uh, Dan Trachtenberg who directed uh, 12 Cloverfield lane or is it 12? Uh, 10 Cloverfield, Lane. 10 Cloverfield lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. He directed that movie and he was supposed to be tied to doing the show then, like, a year later, he dropped out, and then the fucking show went into just production limbo. Nobody knew where it was going to happen with it. It just it kept passing hands. So, finally, when this show was being made, I was all excited about it. And it comes out, and it seems to be well-received for the most part. Of course, you have your detractors, but nothing substantial. Nothing that would constitute a fucking cancellation. Yeah, that's the thing. There's not even been enough time for the data to come in to see exactly how viewership is going. Uh, There's no long-term data on it. It's just been, yeah, just over $3 million fucking dollars that, you know, is pocket change to these people. It's It's wild. Fucking, there, there is hope, but it's slim. But the showrunners are shopping it to other platforms. Uh, There's a chance that, and Netflix has a good track history with picking things up uh, and carrying them on. There's a good chance that somebody like Netflix could pick it up or Amazon Prime. Um, You know, but unfortunately, it's it's not going to be. It's not sticking with Disney. So they'll have to sell off the property and rights to season one. And the FX in the report, it does say FX is supportive of this move. So here's hoping that somebody snatches it up and they can continue on without any serious delays in production. Um, yeah. I'm, I would love for Netflix to grab it and say, yeah, we'll run with this. Yeah, we'll we'll um and we'll we'll be on top of the news. So uh, you know, whenever we have news about where the show's gonna go or you know, if we hear anything about like what potential network could be buying it, we'll definitely bring it up because you know uh, I've been wanting this show for a long time, Maya's been wanting this show for a long time, and uh Betty, you were enjoying the shit out of it. Oh yeah, I was excited when I heard about it. I thought the concept was really neat, you know. And I've I've been enjoying the show, so I'm really upset that they just up and did this, and like it hasn't even had a chance. Nope, it's a fucking. Um, but what we are gonna do over here is when this when the season's over, we're gonna have an episode where we talk about the whole season, and um, yeah, I really really hope it gets it gets picked up by another studio, Netflix. Looking at you, Amazon Prime. What's up? Just... Peacock, how you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a shame. It really is a shame. 
Three million dollars, man. Three million dollars. You know what the title of this episode is going to be? It's going to be four fucking letters. F-U-F-X. Wouldn't that constitute... No, I guess FX is one word if you really think about it. I said four letters. I didn't say four words. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you said four words. Oh, yeah. I thought you said four words. Anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, to move on to, like, lighter topics, um, we... Uh, on this on this particular podcast, we plan on reviewing the upcoming Hawkeye show, uh, uh, Sandman. I'm going to read the comic before that show comes out. We got, um, uh, oh my god, what is the name of the book series that's coming out that I just can't remember the name of suddenly, Betty? Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. I was like, it starts with a fucking W. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, I had it right before I said it, too, which is the worst goddamn part. Um, yeah, we've got season two of The Witcher coming. That's right, yeah. Uh, you know, there's lots of stuff in the pop that we're going to be reviewing when it comes out. It's just, it's really frustrating when something we were all three really enjoyed that was giving us something weekly to talk about. Yeah. Is just snatched away from us. Yeah, it's fucking over $3 million. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so. We are going to keep this podcast short. We don't have anything to review. We're it's going to be kind of an uninhibited. But um, uh, what I did want to talk about, I kind of talked a little bit with Maya because uh, she's watched wrestling, and I grew you know I grew up on wrestling as well. But how much wrestling have you watched? Just out of curiosity, more than I've ever wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Monday morning. I go work out. I'm at home. I'm like, oh, you know, the, uh, it's it's Monday, and I like to work later on Mondays just because people are, they've gone to work. They don't want to cook at night, so that's when they usually order. And plus, it's Monday night football, so it's a good night to make money. So I'm just chilling. It's it's like literally noon, I think it was, and I had just taken my shower, and I I turned on because uh, I got that Nickelodeon fighting game, and I was like, I want to beat it with every single character before I return it, and. Uh, um, so I started playing as Aang and my brother calls me and I was like, all right, pause the fucking game. And he goes, uh, so what are you doing today? And I was like, I planned on working, but that's about it. And he goes, well, uh, my friend gave me two tickets to see raw tonight, WWE raw. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll fucking go. Like, why not? I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I haven't kept up with any of the stories. So I had literally no idea what the fuck was going on when I went. But I love wrestling. Like, it's it's fun. And uh, uh, so I drive down to his house, and we're just chilling for a little bit. Um, and he goes, so it says on the tickets that they're loft seats. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, oh, probably, like, in the in the middle section up top. And I was like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like, that, that uh, whatever. It's, it's cool. And he was like, and if we don't want to, like, hang out because we don't really like the storylines or the wrestling or whatever, we don't have to hang out. And I was like, cool, we'll just check out the Golden One Center since it's new in Sacramento. And, uh, uh, now, quick question. Is the Golden One Center, is that, um, I, I know Sacramento has the Kings NBA team. Is that going to be their new home? Yep, it's been their new home for two years now, three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I see. I've not been keeping up with the NBA in a while because the NBA is 
boring to me. It's a soft league, I think. Uh, college basketball is much more exciting and hard-nosed. That's un- anyway. it's totally fucking understandable. Like, yeah, because uh, last night uh, my friend Andy was watching one of the games, and uh, it was the team that LeBron James plays on, and he fucking hates LeBron James. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not um, a fan. I mean, he's talented, <laughs> but he's not the greatest ever. Sorry. I think that's what drives Andy nuts is that he's he's not humble. No, no, not at all. Not so, at all. Uh, but anyway, the uh, so uh, so we were like, I was like, I was kind of excited. I was like, sweet, I used to walk around the fucking Golden One Center and maybe we can walk around downtown and get something to eat. Like that was my thought process. <laughs> Didn't know I was going to actually enjoy watching Raw as much as I did. Um, but uh, yeah, we get to the Golden One Center. Um, the we can't figure out what line to go in, but we, we do eventually figure it out. And there was a moment I was fucking cracking up because they were requiring vaccination ticket or uh, uh, papers, the card, I should say. And uh, this dude didn't have his vaccination at all. Like he hadn't got any shots and he had already bought his ticket. And, and I'm just listening to him fucking argue with this poor soul about like him getting in and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just giggling. Like he's not going to get in. They're not going to let him fucking in. (coughs) They act like if they argue hard enough or long enough, they'll get what they want. That's not how the real world works, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah, it was was so fucking dumb. and I was just laughing, but... um, You had a real-life Karen in the wild. uh, The the other one, there was because there's two situations. The other one was uh, this dude was fully vaccinated, um, but he didn't want to wear his face diaper. As he called it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, just like, dude. All right. What? Yeah, Betty, does does she sound fucking robotic? Yeah, she sure as shit does. What's fun? What's funny is we probably, it, on the recording, will sound robotic. What about now? It's perfect. Now you're fine. Sorry. So what I was saying, yeah, call it a face diaper because of all the shit that uh, spewing out of the person's mouth, I guess. 100%. What exactly he said was, because um, he wasn't bitching for long, uh, a woman told him to put on his mask because it's required to get in. And his response was, well, I don't shit my pants either, but here we are. Okay. And then he was like, oh, how, fuck, how do we know you don't shit your pants? We're yeah. just supposed to take your word for it? Pants shitter? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, so that, that, that was it with him. And then, um, yeah, we got in line. We went in. We had to go through metal detectors, yada, yada, the whole gamut. Um, and... Uh, Josh was like, do you want to walk around a little bit first? I was like, well, let's find our seats. Let's see where we're sitting before we do any of that. And he was like, okay. So he's like, okay, well, I see L01 up there, and the ticket says L01. I was like, okay, cool. So we we go to the stairs, and the woman's like trying to get our ticket, and, or look at our ticket, and he scans both of them. And she was like, okay, you're in loft 06. And uh, I'm going to very briefly show you the video. I'm not going to use the audio, by the way, because that's copyrighted. That would be bad for us. Um, I'll make you bigger. 
Hold on. You're good. There we go. All right. I'm trying to think. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. This is the video that you sent me. Yeah. Did I say I sent you the edited one I did, right? With the John Cena music? No. No. Uh, yeah. I won't play that one because that has John Cena music. But yeah, look Jesus at this Christ. Who yeah. the fuck are his friends? Huh. It was his boss that gave him the tickets, wasn't it? No, it was a friend. I'll, I'll explain oh. in a second. Oh, okay. But yeah. Great fucking seats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not like, down with the you're not down with the plebes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we were both just like, the fuck? How did how did Sid get these? Um, so the, the friend is a uh um, I've told you guys about Trash Film Orgy and watching those old movies and making fun of them and, and just having a great time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- okay, so the woman that ran that was the one that gave Josh these tickets. Oh, and awesome. um, uh, I don't know how she got them. I don't know if she got them from somebody or they were given to her. I have no clue, nor do I care. But um, Josh and I were not expecting those those seats. And... Uh, we asked a woman if there was anybody else that was going to come into those rooms. She said, I don't think so. She was wrong because throughout the night, they just kept letting people in. As you saw in the video, there are, there are four uh, bar seats and four chairs down, down just, just below that. Mm-hmm. So why did they allow 12 people into that fucking box? While the other two boxes to our left were empty. <laughs> I would have totally said, hey, can I just go over to this empty box? Because I don't want to be around all these fucking germ spreaders. Josh did. And she was just like, oh, well, those are those are saved for somebody else. That They didn't show up, so whatever. And people ended up leaving anyway out of our box. So at the, by the... I you were say, farting a lot, right? You were farting hmm. and they, oh, they didn't want to sit in your just, fart cloud. I was, just, I was just ripping garlic farts. Um, nice. Just fucking circling it oh. like a fucking... um anyway so uh <laughs> josh and i go let's go get some drinks so we go downstairs eight dollars for, for 20 ounce oh it's worse than that so it was a 24 ounce can 15 dollars of what beer. can of what beer oh okay i was i was talking soda no soda was ten dollars the soda that Jesus. I bought Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have it. some insight on these WWE events. Uh, when they pay, when they go to an arena like this, and I've I've attended WWE Raws before, and I had one experience uh, several years back. The last one I went to, uh, the day of the show they realized that ticket sales were not what they had anticipated and they moved the stage 60 feet closer to the ring. Wow. Uh, so instead of having a longer entrance way, they shortened it by 60 feet. We had seats that would have been halfway down the entrance ramp, 
but because they moved the fucking stage, we were behind the Titantron and couldn't see half of the fucking ring. Oh, that sucks. So we tried to get moved and they wouldn't move us. So we fucking left and we were talking to a manager and he's like, yeah, when WWE comes and does these events, they rent the entire arena. We make a flat rate off of the event. The concession stands are rented out by WWE. So all profits they make and prices are mandated by WWE. That's the prices that they said. It differs from what the arena normally charges. So your $15 beer was probably a $10 beer, and your $10 soda was probably an eight, six to $8 soda. They add on to that, and they don't even have to supply the stuff. They take directly from the inventory that the arena has. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised. Because uh, it was all like all the screens were digital, so easy mm-hmm. adjustment. But yeah, it was like and my brother bought two beers, I bought one, and he paid for it. And I was like, "Are you sure?" He was like, I agree. I agree. It was ridiculous. It was way over the top. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then I bought us. I bought us uh, food, and uh, that cost me about thirty-five bucks. Which wasn't too bad. Um, What'd you I, get? A pair of hot dogs and fries. I wanted a hot dog, but I got uh, I got a burger that came with fries, and then bought a side of garlic fries. And my brother just got two things of French fries, which still expensive at a thirty five dollar price hike. But whatever. yeah, fucking popcorn was ridiculous. Like that line was like around the goddamn arena. I was like, why do you have one fucking popcorn booth? Anyway, um, so. Uh, uh yeah we watched we watched the show and it was really funny because uh if you've been to a raw event um they do a thing before it where they record a couple matches for a saturday show called main event Mm -hmm. and you get to watch those before raw and uh there was a guy that came out like bearcat uh fuck what's his last name bearcat lee is what his name was and he came out, and the crowd that was there at that moment was like fucking hooting and hollering. And I was like, "Oh, he's really popular." And Josh was like, "Oh, this dude's this dude's fucking amazing." And it was a squish match, you know. It was it was some jobber that went out there with Bearcat, and Bearcat just fucking like in like a few minutes, you know, pinned him. That was it. It was a very quick match, and I was like, "Well, that all right? Like, why was everyone crazy about Bearcat?" And apparently, Bearcat used to uh, wrestle for, um, uh. The fucking thing that Hunter does. The, the NXT. Uh, NXT. NXT, thank you. Jesus, yeah. So Bearcat used to go, uh, used to wrestle for NXT, and people who, who watch NXT fucking loved him. So they brought him into the WWE to put him on Raw, and then didn't. And they've changed his name like three or four times, and they just will not let him on Raw. Fucking no clue why. Just Vince is a fucking asshole. But we've all known that. Oh, that's Keith Lee. People loved him. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh yeah, so then the show started and it was like a bunch of fucking wrestlers I haven't heard of because I haven't watched wrestling in so long that uh they brought out this girl named Charlotte Flair, and I was like, I was like, is she that's related Rick to Flair's Rick Flair? daughter? Right. 
I look at Josh and I was like, she related to Ric Flair? And he goes, oh, it's, a, it's his daughter. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, that's dope. And then they did a, like a close-up to her face on the Titan Tron. I went, you didn't tell me she looks like Ric Flair. But she just fucking started laughing. No, it's it's totally female version of Rick. It really, really, really is. She's an excellent fucking wrestler, just FYI. But oh, absolutely. Um, and she was going up against uh, Bianca Belair for the t- for the women's title um, at the end of Raw. And just spoiler alert: their match at the end was at, like the best match of the night. Uh like I like Xavier Woods, but his match was ridiculous like xavier woods is a is a he's a fun dude and uh they're ramping up to this event that's supposed to film tomorrow called uh crown jewel crown jewel thank you and they're gonna have two events which is the king's crown and the queen's crown um and they were doing a bracket style thing to lead up to it and i knew that they were gonna let uh or they were gonna have xavier win but like the match he had with Jinder Mahal was just like Xavier gets his ass kicked constantly for fucking 10 minutes and then suddenly does a special and wins. <laughs> I was like, Oh, we're doing classic WWF. I got it. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> Basically he's playing Ricky Morton getting beat down and selling the offense and then, you know, makes his hot comeback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking uh, at, I'm, I'm looking at them with the card lineup. Uh, Biggie and Drew McIntyre versus Ziggler and Bobby Roode. So that was that was a, a, a fun match because Drew McIntyre and Biggie are fantastic. Um, and I love Ziggler. Ziggler's a great ring worker. Uh, and then um, there was another tag match. It was the Street Profits versus uh, RK Bro. Okay, bro. Like, no joke, Street Profits, already fucking funny. RK Bro, hilarious. Their match was super fun. Like, I really enjoyed, like, watching them. But it was ended because, like, there's this uh, team up between AJ Styles, who's, like, 5'4". Like, the dude's short. And Yeah, uh, he's a little guy. They teamed but he's him up fucking amazing. Oh, he's, he's a fantastic wrestler, yeah. Um, they teamed him up with a dude that's, like, 7 foot tall. <laughs> So it's this, it's like the fucking height discrepancy between Osmos, I think his name was, and fucking AJ Styles is like perfect for tag matches. Like I was like, oh my god, that's so that's that's actually legitimately fun. So yeah, the tag stuff I I really enjoyed. Um, some of the other matches were okay, like they were just kind of hitting the notes that they needed to hit, and then got out of the ring. It felt like they didn't really want to be there, but. It was fine. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. To which Maya and my buddy Andy and my brother were just like, watch AEW. <laughs> okay. I'll fucking yeah. watch AEW. <laughs> <clears throat> There's only a handful of wrestlers on WWE that I enjoy. And I can't watch their TV anymore. I've not watched their live TV in years. And I had been watching just their pay-per-views because, you know, I had the network. Uh, and then uh, I have uh, uh, Peacock. Yeah. So you can watch their pay-per-views on there. Their pay-per-view quality has... Bleh. I usually start watching around the Royal Rumble and watch through WrestleMania. 
and there were some okay ones but yeah it's gotten so bad i can't watch it anymore and then i was like well i've always heard about aew i might check it out and then cm punk came back cm punk's my all-time favorite wrestler yeah uh cm punk is and, a fucking fantastic guy <clears throat> like in outside of the ring and inside of the ring like love cm punk oh yeah yeah um but I I started watching right before they announced that they signed him. And I tuned in one night, and the first thing I see, it was this match, Chris Jericho, and he's got to wrestle, and he's going through this task from uh, this series of challenges called the Labors of Jericho, you know, riffing on the old Labors of Hercules from Greek mythology. He's got to wrestle through so many matches, so many weird stipulations to face this one challenge or this one opponent that he's had a feud with but he's doing his entrance and you know chris jericho he has his he has his own metal band called fozzy and they've got a song called judas that's apparently a really big hit for them he comes out to that song and the entire fucking arena is just singing the fucking song and drowning out the music and that's how he makes his fucking entrance and you know, he's just drinking the fucking drinking it all up, you know, taking it all in. And I was like, okay, this is immediately already better than anything WWE's done in a while. If you get that kind of crowd interaction and then put on good fucking matches and it reminds me of the old territory days from back in the eighties. Yeah. It's just it's a lot of fun. If you if you like wrestling, you really, really, really need to check it out because it's what? What's, what's definitely not the watered down stale boring every match is the same right right like that was that was something i will complain about what i saw last night is a lot of it felt way too choreographed like i know that it is choreographed but it's usually like them in the ring kind of communicating about what they're going to do it's obviously predetermined who's going to win but um usually the 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 stuff inside the ring isn't really super well known until they get in there and they're just kind of like whispering shit to each other while they're about to do moves and stuff. And it's all oh, they, they don't do that as much anymore. Now shit's not called on the fly. Like it used to be. They have agents and the agents script out the match with the fucking wrestlers and they plan everything in the back and they go out there and do it. Now That's they'll so whisper to people lame. to remember the spots, but the referee also knows the spots and the referee, like when you see a referee get in on there and tell them, Hey, break it up or what have you or something. He's whispering to them. Okay. This is this spot. He's giving them time cues. He's like, okay, it's time to go home, do the finish shit like that. It's different than it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> Back in the, the Attitude Era, 98 to like 2003, um, which is arguably one of their most popular fucking eras. Oh, it absolutely was. Uh, what ended up happening there was like Triple H and a few others convinced Vince to let the wrestlers write the storylines. The, to let the wrestlers kind of communicate with who they wanted as their, their rival or whatever, who wanted to be a heel, change up all the time. And that's what made it popular was the wrestlers knew how to write these characters better than anybody else. And then Vince wanted to go back to the fucking PG era. And that's why he like that's why a ton of people stopped watching after like 2003 and 2004. You know the reason he went to the they went to the whole PG thing is because his wife was running for a government Oh, office. that's right. I forgot she was. 
Well, that's what so. that's what makes AEW so popular right now is that the writers or the wrestlers are writing the characters, writing the the storylines. Like, I, I, it's so funny to me. But yeah, I, I definitely need to watch AEW because that's that's it's, it's got to be fun. But oh, it is. But yeah, like I, I it, it was a, it was a, it was a decent time. Like it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't absolutely terrible. Um, like I said, one of my biggest uh, one of my biggest complaints with the event was that because it was so choreographed, you could see bumps that were really bad. Like, yeah. like I saw, I think it was, I think it was in the Xavier Woods match against gender Mahal where, um, uh, uh gender was supposed to like drop kick Xavier. And it was like, the gap was like this wide, but Xavier still, uh, you know, hit, took the bump. Like he was getting hit. You know, like you're supposed to, and I'm like, y'all, this looks worse than Power Rangers. What are you doing? Yeah. That. Anyway. But, yeah. So, but it was fun, but, and we. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah the the end of the night was funny because I drove to the arena, and so that's why Josh was drinking. He was like, like I had one beer, and it was early in the night. Um. And it's a three-hour-plus-long show, so... Yeah, and I had a whole burger and two things of fries, so... Uh, and I got a soda, so... <laughs> I wasn't even remotely drunk when I, we left, but... Um, the parking garage, the parking structure was very cluttered and and and, and um, congested because when you get to the bottom, it, when, you, when you get a ticket, you're supposed to pay for using the parking garage. Usually in Sacramento, there's a machine as you're walking into the building that you can pay right there. That way everyone can just leave. Not this new one that's right next to the fucking Golden One Center. So uh it was They just, have the actual booth with the person in it taking the ticket. He was there, but no, it was all it was all digital. But it was oh, okay. it, it wasn't walk up, you had to drive up to it. So it was just constant, like move and then wait, you know, a few minutes and then move again and then wait a few minutes. So it took forever for us to get out of there. But the funniest part was my brother, because he used to live in Sacramento, is a very aggressive driver. Uh, you tend to be a little bit more aggressive in a city than, you know, a town or a rural area. And um, from <laughs> my from my understanding, anyway. tell that the people here. <laughs> uh, Betty can attest to that. <laughs> Especially I'm, Kingsport Stone Drive. Oh my God! I'm not yeah, that's super where I got called a stupid cunt, bitch. So yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, where we parked, it would have been very hard for me to turn out and into the line. So what I like, and my and Josh was in there like, you just need to pull out and in, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do that, like. Like he was like, you just need to pull out it, and I'm like, where are my, where am I gonna go? Like, how am I gonna be able to do that, Josh? You explain it to me, because that gap is not wide enough for a full-on U-turn. I'd have to stop the entire line going that way in order to do a full-on U-turn. He was like, just push your way in, be aggressive, and I'm like, it's not about being aggressive. It's about the logistics of a fucking car and where we're parked. <laughs> so. Uh, what I did is I cut through the line, went to the back area, and then flipped a bitch and then cut in. But uh, <laughs> because I couldn't figure out exactly where I was going to cut in, 
my uh, Josh is on the phone with my little brother Jeff, so I have both of them telling me to be assertive and to be aggressive, and I'm like, guys, to do this, I literally just have to like push my way in. So here's an idea: shut the fuck up and let me drive. Um, and, uh, they're both laughing. So finally I see a small window and I take it. Well, the woman that I cut off to get into the line was pissed. And I caught a glimpse of her face before, like I turned the car enough to where I couldn't see her. And, uh, (laughs) so as we're like slowly inching, uh, inching my way into the line, Um, I'm laughing because Josh is just like, dude, this woman is like, I can feel the heat coming off of her. She's so mm. mad. And I'm, I'm fucking, I'm like, la- it's so fucking funny to me. So we get to another part and an escalate, uh, like comes in and I fucking like, you couldn't put a piece of paper between me and the car in front of me. I was like, you're not fucking cutting me off. Like I, fuck you, dude. Uh, but he did cut off the woman that I cut off. <laughs> Jesus. And Josh, I'm fucking like had tears in my eyes laughing, and he's like, dude, you're gonna get a shank tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there, you're gonna get a shank, but he's the one that told you to be aggressive and cut people off. Yeah. I was like, this is your fault. You deal with her anger. Uh, oh, that shit was fucking funny. Um yeah, it sounds like overall though, you guys had a really good time, and that's a good thing. You yeah. know, you got to spend some quality time with your brother. Yeah, my 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 biggest concern when he invited me was I knew how long these, these events can go because I've been to two Raws and a SummerSlam. Uh, fun fact about the SummerSlam, by the way, about three months, about maybe about a month prior to the SummerSlam or whatever the other pay-per-view was, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at this time was a heel. And the face was um, Kurt Angle, which was a not a common thing you'd see, but it was a, it was a thing at the time. And uh, Kurt Angle was in the ring with some of the couple of the people, including uh, who the fuck was he in the ring with? It doesn't matter. But he came out with a beer truck and sprayed. Beer. Oh, I remember that. The SummerSlam following that event, Kurt Angle came out with a milk truck and sprayed Stone Cold and everybody else in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I was at that event live. Oh, wow. I, re- I remember watching that live. And I was like, this is silly. The milk truck. But it fit his wholesome, his wholesome fucking character at the time. I, I've got a picture of myself and two of my friends with Kurt Angle. Uh, we met oh. him. We met him at an old TNA event in Pikeville, Kentucky, a few years back. An old tits and ass event. <laughs> well, uh, total nonstop action is what it stood for. <laughs> TNA. Mm, tits and ass events. I love them. Uh, <laughs> It's funny you say that because me, uh, it reminds Jay me of a time. It, it reminds me of a time in my misspent youth when I found a uh, a billboard sign that said uh, something old fashioned tent, revi- uh, tent revival uh, for a church, and I made it say tits and ass revival. <laughs> I wasn't a nice kid. Oh, I think uh, we figured that one out by now. A fun, a fun small memory that I have about uh, wrestling is my, you know, my parents would always sit there and be like, you know, it's fake, right? You know, it's fake. And my was like, uh huh. You don't have to tell us again because we're well aware. Doesn't, it's not the point of why we watch it, but keep going, I guess. Um, uh, when that movie came out, Man on the Moon, but Andy Kaufman, mm-hmm. 
there's a whole segment of Andy Kaufman's life where he plays a heel and his face was his, the, his opponent was Jerry, the King Lawler. And what, what Andy Kaufman did as his heel persona was he was super, super misogynistic. And, uh, I, when that movie was coming out, my mom was like, I fucking hate Andy Kaufman. Like, Why? Cause he's misogynistic. And I was like, how is he misogynistic? And she goes, she starts explaining his wrestling persona. I was like, Mom, that was a wrestling persona. That's not who he actually is. That was a whole character that he created. As a matter of fact, pretty much if he was on camera, he was in a character, period. Uh, and she's like, well, why do you say all that stuff on like, on um, David Letterman and whatnot? I was like, because he was playing a character. Lawler knocked the shit out of him on Letterman. It was great. Yeah, because Andy told him to. And he was like, like, actually hit me. <laughs> I fucking love Andy Kaufman, but what I'm getting at that my mom made me laugh about was she'd sit there in one breath and say that she hated Andy Kaufman because he was misogynistic, but in the next breath say wrestling was fake, and I'm like, alright, what is it? Either he's actually misogynistic, and you believe wrestling's real, or he was playing a character, and your reaction to him is a bit over dramatic. <laughs> like, which is it, Mom? Well, but, you uh, know, your mom is part of the soap opera generation. Which is the same generation that actually wrote letters to the villains of these soap operas because they hated them so much. And how dare they? And, da -da 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 -da. and I'm like, bitches, be crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh the the actor, he he's passed he's passed uh passed away now. Uh played uh Stefano Damera. On days uh, of our lives, Joe, Joe Muscolo. He's oh, so many grandmothers got so mad at him. They <laughs> hated him and they wanted to fuck him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, but I am moist. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, that was another funny thing. Was I remember back in like it was like two thousand one, two thousand two, somewhere in there. And uh, it was either Raw or SmackDown was in Sacramento. So uh, Good Day Sacramento decided to interview Stone Cold. And Stone Cold was like out of character. It was just it was just Steve. And he's talking to them about how great the show is and where the storyline's going. And he said, and one of the one of the questions was, um, what do you say to people who say that wrestling's fake? And he goes, Well, there's two factors. When we're on stage, when we're in front of a camera or in that ring, we're playing a character. It's a persona. And if we're the bad guy or the good guy is all entirely dependent on where the storyline is and how the audience is reacting to us. That stuff is all a soap opera. The stuff inside the ring, we're actually doing those moves. Yes, yeah. we're trained to do them. Yes, we, we, we know how to take those hits. And that's the point. <clears throat> we're making it look as painful as, as, as you would imagine it could be. But we're not actually hurt. We, we, we've been trained for years to know how to fall into the ring to where it doesn't hurt us. So you could look at wrestling as a soap opera with action. And that's why it draws people in. That's why people enjoy it. And the anchor was just like, oh, oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard it put that way before. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a ring, like, when, when they fall, when they get knocked down, it's called taking a bump. The ring itself, it's a steel frame. And then the floor of the ring is just plywood planks. 
laid across, and then there is a thin two-inch piece of foam that goes down over the ring and then a canvas. You know, and the canvas is like a like a rug. Uh, falling on, basically, you're falling on a wooden floor. You know, that shit over time takes a toll on the body. It hurts, but when you're trained to do it and your adrenaline's up, it doesn't hurt as badly. But yeah, injuries, you know, they have some horrific injuries from time to time. The shit really can fuck it can fuck somebody up that's not trained properly to do it so well, like, yeah hey, they're, go they're gonna have injuries you know that's, yeah, they're basically stuntmen yeah yeah that's a good way I to mean, put it yeah yeah well that's exactly what they are they're stuntmen they've been trained to do these moves with the least amount of injury possible there's right. always going to be injury it's just trying to mm-hmm. do it with the least amount of injury possible a great oh film. my god, I remember one pay-per-view there was Sid Vicious. Uh, he was supposed to come off the second rope with just a simple double axe handle like, you know, just uh, overhead double-fisted downward punch onto a guy. and Or no, not, not that. It was supposed to be a kick to the face. Land on one leg, kick to the face. He came down and his ankle just snapped in half. Oh, it's horrific to watch. Look up Sid Vicious ankle break. Nope. And oh, I'll take your word oh, for it. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, but you know, you were going to say great movie. Yeah, great movie to 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 see in regards to like it has a lot to do with mental health, but it's a fantastic movie. It's called The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Oh my god, I love that movie. Oh my god, so fucking good. But what it does showcase really well is the toll that this that this job takes on a body like he's broken but he still goes into the ring and he's like warned by his doctors like stop wrestling or you'll die he doesn't care this is his life yeah. it's a, a you have to watch the movie if you haven't seen it i highly recommend um there's a show on 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 stars right now that i really want to watch that's uh punk he'll oh my i need to watch it it sounds so good. i want to watch it too uh I'm trying to think of the other stuff that like I've watched interviews. Apparently, Stone Cold has his own podcast called uh, Broken Skull. Oh, it's great. His podcast. I, I've listened to it off and on for five or six years. He's great. Uh, one of one of the wrestlers that I, I loved as a kid, still, like, I think he's, uh, like, he's awesome, is Undertaker. And um, the guy who, who plays Undertaker, uh, he... Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway, yeah. He, uh, he never did interviews. He never did interviews. He never talked. He never to fans. broke character. Never broke character. He's old school. Old, old school. And back in the old school days, you never broke character. Period. Um, because the idea was that the entertainment was supposed to carry outside of the ring as well. So for years, he never did interviews. Um, and I'm, I'm, when I say years, I'm talking decades. Never did interviews. But now that he's fully fucking retired and he's no longer going to be playing Undertaker, he's like doing all these interviews. And I'm like, where the fuck can I find them? I need to listen to what fucking he has to say. Do you have Peacock? Yeah. Okay. There's two Broken Skull interviews with The Undertaker on there. Oh and God. they're wonderful. There's I'm a whole series. There's a whole doc, uh, There's a whole documentary that they did that he filmed over the course of several years when he knew he was getting ready to retire. Uh, on there. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it is. The Last Ride. 
the last ride. You need to watch the last ride. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I do. Um, one year, uh, one year, my friend and I, uh, we were going to try to do Undertaker and, and Paul Bear. I was going to be Paul Bear. But that never came to fruition. That would have been awesome. Yeah. You would have made a great Percy Pringle. I was doing my best fucking like... Don't do the oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, back in the, back in the day, uh, I'm sorry, Betty. I know you're not a big wrestling fan. I have a lot of <laughs> stories or anything, and we've just kind of taken over this. I feel bad. I'm it's working like, on my Inktober project, so. <laughs> uh, back in the day, though, back in the territory days, you know, before it was just WWE and now AEW and a couple of other smaller. Uh, like Impact and Ring of Honor, you know, every every region used to have its own territory. Like where I live, uh, there were a couple right next to each other, but the biggest was Mid-Atlantic territory, and that was the Jim Crockett promotions, the old, what, the old NWA, what evolved into WCW. That's what I grew up on. But there was also Mid-South, you know, there was Georgia, there was Florida, uh, you know, there was AWA up in Wisconsin, there was a Portland territory you know there were several territories in texas you had the funks you had uh anyway uh a lot of promoters the guys that ran the territories and that booked all the shows they had rules heels and faces could not ride together you couldn't be seen in public together you know because there's a term in the business called kayfabe k-a-y-f-a-b-e if you were breaking kayfabe uh you were in trouble usually a fine what have you and it's basically you know make it look real to the public at all times right you know um and fucking back in the day there was a feud with uh rick flair and ricky steamboat and wonderful matches the these two could put on fucking matches like you wouldn't believe they would go to hour-long draws they were great and just exciting great matches uh, and it's funny because you know where i live it's like one town over they got pulled over uh for drinking and driving and they had a whole case of beer that they had picked up at tiger market in coburn uh together and they got fined because they were traveling together. They weren't supposed to be traveling together. <laughs> Here they are in a little southwest Virginia town getting pulled over for drinking and driving, riding together. And it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I bet they got fucking, I bet they got in a lot of trouble for that. But yeah, yeah, uh, wrestling can be fun. Um, it's not as popular as what it used to be, but. You know, AEW seems to be like I, I've heard from way the fuck too many people to watch AEW. So it's it's catching on. It's growing. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it's got me back into it for the first time in about six years. So yeah, no, that's that's why I want to watch it. And it's tonight. It's on Wednesday nights, right? Wednesday. And- yep. Wednesday, Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. There you go. And Friday nights at ten o'clock. So I DVR it and watch watch it the next day because Wednesday nights I'm always podcasting. Yeah, I was and then say, playing games with you guys. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's my Wednesday nights is usually game night. So it's it's, but uh, but yeah, why don't we go ahead and wrap this puppy up? Um, 
uh, like I said, guys, we, we don't have anything planned uh, for the foreseeable future to review until like another series comes out or a movie or something like that. I know that uh, this Friday I'm going to be definitely watching Dune. I'm very excited about that. But Ooh, I'm going to watch it too. What about you, Betty? Uh, what's that coming on? Dune uh, it comes on HBO Max. Thank you. Um, maybe. Okay. Well, either way, uh, I was I was already planning on watching it. So whether we whether we review it or not, it's getting watched. Um, yeah, I'm on. A, I'm planning on watching it too. I have the book, and I've never read the book. I would like for somebody who's read the book to watch it and then compare it with us. I would like to do that. I, um, my dad's read the book, but he's not coming on the podcast. So yeah. And my dad's a huge Dune fan. So yeah. There's like eight books, right? Like, there's a, there's I, well, I know there's a series. I don't know how many there are, but I don't know. My dad read the shit back when he was a teenager in the seventies. Dune. Let's see. Franchise. There are. There's. I feel like the oh, there we go. Novels. There's Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and then Dune Chapter House. Uh, and then there's then there's a second series that's not written by Frank Herbert. Um, so it's there's by, six. It's by his six son Brian Herbert. The original. And then, and then Brian Herbert, his son, wrote Prelude to Dune, which has three books, Legends of Dune, which has three books, Hunters of Dune, Sandworms of Dune, Heroes of Dune, which is two books, Great Schools of Dune, which is three books, and the, and the Calden Trilogy, which is three books. This is too much. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God, and there's short stories that take place in Dune. Holy goddamn. Yeah, I, I know Dune fans are really big on the lore, so you know I'm going There's into this, video games. Yeah, I'm going into this almost completely blind. The only reference I have to Dune, I've never seen the original movie, and I watched yeah. the sci-fi original series or the sci-fi miniseries original series, uh, the miniseries they did back in the year 2000. I watched it. I don't even know if I finished it, so I remember it not being good. <laughs> uh, but the trailer for this looks interesting, and I people will have, I know people that have been frothing at the mouth over this. So I'm yeah, I've seen, watch I've seen it comics. It looks intriguing. Almost like comic book readers. I've seen the novel readers. Fucking like, if you've never seen or read Dune, this is it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm excited. But um, but yeah, guys. So like I said, we don't have anything we're gonna review next week. Maybe we'll have like a game or some better topics because we kind of just went into this uh, raw dog in it. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, that's that's it and that's all. Uh, make sure you check out our um, uh, Teespring store. Lots of stuff on there that you can buy. Uh, I think we'd, uh, we were talking about adding more stuff on there, maybe for the winter season, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, Make sure you check out the YouTube channel and subscribe to it because what I'm going to do today is download the stream we had for Jackbox 8 and try to upload each game individually onto the YouTube channel. So if you didn't get a chance to watch that or you want to check out what the new games look like, you'll be able to do that here very soon over at All Queued Up Podcast on YouTube. Uh, but other than that, I think that's it that I have note-wise. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Naya Don Fisher. Uh, it's a public profile. So if you want to also follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so. Those are linked to my Facebook page. I'm also involved with other podcasts on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Um, every Wednesday, on alternating Wednesdays, one week, it is an action figure review show called Figure Bangin'. Uh, that is 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and on alternating Wednesday, Wednesdays, uh, Shelf Gravy at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, which is a diorama building, figure painting, figure customization, miniature painting, model building type show, uh, where we show off what we're working and give advice on techniques, things like that. And then on every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, with the exception of this week because TFCon's happening in Baltimore and I was supposed to be there, but because of the pandemic, I can't be there. So fuck all of you anti-mask, anti-vaxxers, pieces of shits. Um, yeah, every Friday at 9, Nerd Life Syndicate, uh, where we talk about all things in pop culture and entertainment for the week, ranging from TV shows, movies, comic books, toys, etc., and that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Benny? You can find me on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree. And you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. Go check out what I've been doing for Inktober 2021. You, Greg? Solid work over there. Um, Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. You can follow me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, we're going to try to be streaming more Jackbox here in the future. I don't know about this Saturday, but definitely when uh when time permits but it's going to be saturdays when we stream it so uh follow me follow the the all queued up um social medias because we'll advertise it when we're going to go live but if you want to join us again like i said saturdays over on twitch.tv slash chub rock geek um that's about it at the moment i know that uh uh anthony recently got a new computer so he's been trying to get everything up and running again so we can start uploading videos but um yeah I'll, I'll mention that when that starts to become more of a thing uh but yeah that's about it for me like i said uh nothing next week if you have any topics or ideas that you want us to talk about let us know on the social medias and we'll bring them up we'll, we'll see what our opinions are of them next week uh but yeah that's it that's it and that's all everyone peace love and volleyballs <laughs> take care everybody <laughs>